Howdy, friends and fiends. You're listening to The Dungeon Boys. This is our first campaign, Stardust Echoes. The Dungeon Boys is a group of seven friends telling a story, Dungeons and Dragons style. And for this campaign, we added a splash of science fiction homebrew to the mix. This podcast is 1000% intended for mature audiences only, because as you all know, we say fuck a lot. If you're enjoying the Dungeon Boys podcast, go ahead and hang out with us on Discord. Follow us on Instagram, X. I know, we all know it's Twitter. Alas, now we have to call it X. Facebook, Reddit, and Tickle Tackle for some fun extras. Fantastic character art commissioned by artists all around the globe. Trivia, dice shenanigans, video clips of your favorite episodes. And of course, the most amazing part, for folks just like you who are a wonderful part of this TTRPG community. Speaking of amazing parts of this TTRPG community, we have the absolute honor of welcoming back our guest star for this episode, who is playing Novakite, the Earth Genasi Druid. Hello, my name is Mika. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, boys? Hey, everybody. It's me, Lindsay, a plain six, the tabaxi rogue. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between? It is your boy, Grant. I play your golden dragonborn barbarian, Kothal Tarash. Hi, guys. My name's Ellie. I play Pants, the artificer kobold on Stardust Echoes. Hey, everyone. I'm Dylan. I play Temple, the warforged monk on Stardust Echoes. What's up, y'all? My name is Arland. I play Valen, the winged tiefling warlock sorcerer, or sorlock, as some would say. And my name is Justine. I will be your dungeon daddy, or master, or friend, but these guys' worst nightmare in this campaign. And now, the Dungeon Boys proudly present Stardust Echoes. Last episode, the crew had taken on a passenger, Wawa, who had turned into a weird frog. While confirming their suspicions that Wawa was not who he claimed to be, the team quickly jumped into action as this weird frog Jekyll and Hyde-like creature took a piece of equipment from the ship and bashed Grayson's head, leaving him unconscious and for the rest of the team in for quite the fight without their chief security officer. However, after navigating so long together, they were able to quickly pick up on each other's moves and silence the weirfrog forever. As Wawa lay in a pile of goo and Temple performed funeral rites, Torash discovered that another ship was watching. And so the team met Kite, the druid Earth Genasi. And now debating what to tell Kite and how much help to accept. They venture forth in their journey to find the next piece of the canon.
So she's gonna just come out and just say, Whoa, what are you? <laughs> I don't know if you can just ask people what they are. <laughs> don't worry, I get that all the time. I'm an adventurer. I seek things out. What are you? I'm awesome. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> gonna be honest, I'm a little creeped out by your eyes. But, if everybody else here feels safe and comfy, then I guess I do too. <laughs> and she just slow blinks at you and turns around. Pants pulls out his cards and he pulls out the got off on the wrong foot card. <laughs> and... <laughs> This one is yellow, and he goes, sorry, I just went through a really traumatic experience where I think I've just lost one of my best friends, so, and he's, like, sniffling. Oh, I, I sense something going amiss. You know, I'm a bit of an empath. That's nice. We'll, we'll talk about that, what that is later, I guess. What are these little cards you got here, you note-taker? No, just, it, they help me in weird situations that I've never been in before. Do you mind if I take notes on my own cards while you're speaking? Yes. I don't mind. I mean, I don't mind. <laughs> she pulls out a spiral-bound little tiny pocket note thing out of her breast pocket. And so he holds out his hand, and he goes, uh, By the way, I'm Pants. It's nice to meet you. Phosphophilian coponovakite at your tantalization and observement. Tantalization. Ah, yes. Got real close with the tantalizations back in the airlock, if you know what I mean. I do not. Me neither. But it's nice to meet you. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, Valen walks up with the juice and hands it to Pants. I'm like, yeah, it's good to drink. Go ahead. He goes, fuck yeah. And he, like, grabs it and, like, walks back towards Jigalda and starts working on her. Hey, wouldn't you like a cup? And he's like already half downed it and it's just still walking. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for bringing juice. <laughs> he's just here, Torash call after him. just like, you know, Pants, it's nice to share. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how the smallest being on the creature on this ship has the biggest stomach. <laughs> I don't get it. Don't get it. Cobalts burn a lot of calories just um breathing, so <laughs> what it seems like. But I, another thing I wanted to I wanted to just bring up is that Torash grabbed the uh, javelin, the lightsaber javelin thing, and put, puts it back in his sword. And then sticking out of the uh, automatic door at a weird angle because it kind of closed on yeah, it a little the bit. Doors yeah. are like trying to like close. Yeah. <laughs> it like squeeze through because it was jammed open. I forgot mine as well, and he he pulls his spear out. Oh wait, one second. He jams it back in, then and then he walks away to the opposite uh, end of the ship, and he uh, casts recall. And you guys see the spear zip all the way uh, across the hole, and he tries to catch it. That's fucking sick. Pants goes, "You're welcome." <laughs> this is very neat. Thank you, Pants. <laughs> um. All right. So we're heading to Tenebris. Um. Um. Where? Where? Uh. Kite. Where are you headed after this? Like. What? 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 what what is your mission, aside from procuring items to talk about? Well, I'm from Tenebris. That's where I was headed. Pants. Pants. Fidget goes. Fidget. Fidget. Pants. Fidget. And the tracker starts to slowly open up on the chest. And Fidget's, like, looking at this new person and trying to close his chest, but looking at this new person. Oh, shit! <laughs> he runs over to Fidget. <laughs> <laughs> and... Tr- blocks fidget 
Buy <laughs> plasma? What is that, little cobalt? It's nothing. Pants. I don't think that's nothing. Fuck. Pants. I don't know you, so it's nothing. <laughs> that's, that's my purse. We do know each other. You just told me who you were. He spins around really fast <laughs> and... Um, is it like malfunctioning, Justine? Is that no? Oh. You're getting closer, and it's starting to tell you. Because remember, once you click the once you click the tracker, it just keeps tracking until you're within like 50 miles of it. He like disconnects the tracker that's like battery built into Fidget, deactivates the magnet really fast. You can have me roll for this if you want. Um, deactivates the magnet and just like chucks it into a box, like on the other <laughs> side of the room. <laughs> Roll sleight of hand, bro. <laughs> Yeet. A 22. Yeah. And, and then Pants immediately like just grabs Fidget and is like, this is Fidget. He's really cool and I made him. <laughs> Kite's gonna do like a full scan to try to like look at everybody else's reaction to what just happened. That's fair. <laughs> try to gain some insight. I, th- I think we're all just so used to pants and just like just going about our day. That's, I'm going about whatever we're doing. So no one reacts to the the cannon chunk being thrown at basically. You across saw nothing. Nope. There was no. no it, I I rolled a twenty-two. No, that was just disconnected. Everyone fucking saw everything. Oh, oh okay, yeah, okay. I yeah. It and it's in a box. I think there was a yeah. bit of a cringe moment where we're just like waiting for like something to happen. Just Ooh. yeah. Did it break? No, it's no. fine. Okay, I think we're good. <laughs> yeah, can I do an insight check on pants? Yeah. <laughs> what is? Do I have a defense against that? <laughs> <laughs> defense you were trying to the... deceive by throwing the piece away, so deception. Okay, so deception. Shit. Nineteen again. Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're plus zero to deception. <laughs> pants is just making eyes at her. Like, Kite, you absolutely just saw. Pants throw this piece off, and Pants is obviously trying to get you to not pay attention to it and hide it. Can I go walk over to the piece? Pants like sidesteps. I'm gonna try and. Oh, I'm gonna. Like... I'm gonna step in the way. <laughs> oh, I see. All you pebbles are up to something. Hey, who are you calling a pebble? Why does she keep calling us pebbles? I am a giant rock. Well, <laughs> <laughs> <Roller> are small. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a very high intergalactic security business genuinely oh I'm sure and as Taurus says that very seriously you hear Jigalda's broken voice intruder alert intruder alert intruder alert her scan just caught up that she was trying to do okay Mm -hmm. Pants runs over to her and starts fiddling with her did the fences come up? (laughs) no she's not connected to the ship anymore I think I think when that happens, you'll hear, and then Sir Charles will come out in the little mech suit because <laughs> he's just been alerted. Because yeah, he's just been alerted. <laughs> yeah, the mech suit comes out. So now, you, now Kite sees this giant mech suit. Uh, what a menagerie! I'm in love with you people. I, I, I turned to Sir Charles. I'm like, "Whoa, Sir Charles, stand down, stand down. It's okay." <laughs> <laughs> stand, stand, standing down. That's what Trigalda says. So Charles, pop out. He's a little chinchilla with a top hat. He runs and scurries across the floor, runs up my leg, and then just oh. pops right on my shoulder. Still so fucking cute every single time. 
Yeah, so she's gonna take a moment to kind of rub rub her chin and assess what's going on. And she looks at Torash and goes, You're on a high security mission and you all look like this. What's that supposed to mean? It's a, it's a wee bit funny, but I've seen Stranger Things, believe it or not. It's a little, it's a little bit, bit funny. funny. <laughs> Does your mission involve going to Tenebris? It appears to, yes. And you say it's a high security? Yes, it does. And lots of lives are at risk? Pretty much every life is at risk. And you're, oh, every life? <laughs> <laughs> I need to sit down for one moment and not so much process, but just... Try to contemplate. So she's going to um, sit kind of like just right where she's standing, which I think is like probably the middle of the ship. Um, Just like Temple. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. And just sit right down and just pose like the thinker. Um, Can Pants just be trying to like mess with Jagaldin? Like during this time, I think he's been trying to after he took the juice and walked away. Yeah. Yeah, so she's gonna kind. You kind of hear a hum coming from her, and you see like little, kind of what you know, it trails off of a comet, mm. kind of starts to sparkle off of her. Can I do a history check? I don't know if Temple's met many Earth Ganassi. Yeah. So figured leave it up to dice. Space rock Ganassi. <laughs> That's just a flat ten. Yeah. What would he know with a ten, Mika? Kite. He would know that um, Earth Genasi are very patient, um, but they, you know, like the Earth can, if they get too stressed, can erupt. So what she's doing is not not erupting, like, panicking, basically venting, yeah, venting not the stress, freaking the fuck out. Because she was, she, you know, just wanted to see what this shape ship was about, and has now walked into. Um, this. We're on a mission to save the entire galaxy. <laughs> We're on a mission from God. So is Jagalda attached now, or? No. Oh, she's okay. I just wasn't sure with the speaking and everything. Yeah, it would it would probably be a good idea for for Torash to go to the to the ship helm now that Jagalda's not on now that the ship isn't on autopilot and to make sure that we're actually heading on the correct course and not just aimlessly wandering going to, towards in a direction when we're actually just yeah. like <laughs> like fucking the ship like a just billion miles when she disconnected or no it's still slightly propulsion towards Tenebris however you will not know where to go unless you in, are interacting somehow with the tracker you're now at the point that's where the tracker started to go off well, I mean, like, it just wanted to make sure that we're going in the right direction as far as, like, pointing towards Tenebris. Yeah, you're Tenebris. going towards Tenebris, correct. Okay, yeah, I just want to make sure that the, like, the ship, like, the ship wasn't, like, slowly veering off course because Jigalda wasn't, you know, connected it's, to autopilot. Yeah, it's so. still going in the right direction. Um, the rings are getting very big. How much time do we have till we get there, Torash? I think at this point we probably have about an hour. All right, um, well, I'm going to go ahead um, and get a little cleaned up. And then, um, might go ahead and take a power nap. Just, uh... Short, short rest it up. Get myself all rested. Yeah, get my short rested so I can get my spell slots back. <laughs> uh, I think with that check that I did, Temple recognizes that, uh, Kite is kind of meditating. 
um, and has a sense that she'll be there for a sec. So he's going to take this opportunity to walk to where uh, Pants threw the tracker part, bring it over to Val or bring it over to Torash, and uh, for him to plug in and you know get navigation going. You look at the tracker, and this tiny map kind of is revolving as it projects. And it's actually sending you to part of the rings of the planet. Hmm. Not the planet itself. So I think we probably get that information from the tracker. You know, we take note, I guess. And then I think uh, probably disconnect it again. And uh, I think Temple's going to try to stow it in a more uh, <laughs> secure place. Yeah. Or maybe uh, can he can he kind of looks around for one, and I think he looks for Fidget since the tracker's I think offline now, right? Because we we yeah. So uh, he he kneels down to Fidget and uh, just kind of gestures, like hands it to him. Doesn't really know how it like locks in or anything. Figures Fidget would take it from there. Fidget's cube chest opens and then just takes it in and closes. Temple uh, pats Fidget on the head. All right, so do we all want to take a short rest? If we do take a short rest, Pants, that'll give you enough time to get Jigalda somewhat stable. Okay. Yep. Temple sits across from Kite and uh, kind of sits in meditation uh, with her. So you all wander off and meander as Temple joins this newfound friend, Kite, for a brief meditation. He hears Kite inhale. And when she exhales, Temple feels his own body plunge. The two of them sit in the overwhelming spaciousness that surrounds Kite. They sit there, just outside themselves, outside of space and time. As Temple wonders if Kite notices or cares that he is there with her, but then suddenly he's not. Temple's walking with his crew again. His hand reaches for the wooden mask around his waist, and then he feels that sudden, strange force of dark key. He thought it shocked him then, but now he feels its force as a strong pull at his hand. He sees Grayson's look of concern. He recognizes him as a good friend. Now seems like a good time to try seeking again. How peculiar it is that this group of fellows hold a sense of urgency, similar to what I've felt since awakening. Oh, something has taken the edge off this transient darkness, and I can sense a bit of luminousness in the future. Temple sits again, with Kite in her cosmic liminal space. Here, Temple feels the true gravity of the mask for the first time. It carries something massive and dark, a singularity that draws him in. How could he have missed it? An oppressive phenomenon. This doesn't seem familiar, but I feel as if I should press on just for that very sense alone. Temple hears Kite inhale again. He has to find his center. When she exhales, Temple places his hand on the mask, and his body plunges once more. He stands before an indescribable emptiness. He knows this place well. This is where somethingness 
meets nothingness. It is the wellspring of Dark Key, and a common astral destination for the monks of mercy. To struggle against the abyss is the root of suffering. Heavy stuff, but not the acute darkness Temple felt before. He stands on the edge for a while. The mask drew him here for a reason. He needs to somehow descend deeper. But this is as deep as existence goes. Or is it? This tantalizing aura. Is it my own? Or something separate? A section of my very soul void of a missing, exuberant piece of my life? Or is it a way of life itself? I think I feel you, strange energy. We are one. As Kite's hand extends both physically and spiritually, Temple's hand shakes in apprehension. Kite inhales and Temple exhales. He can feel it now. There is a small, white-hot core of suffering burning beneath this abyss. Temple feels the emotions, the thing he has always tried to do, and lifts that shaking metal hand. He leans forward and lets the darkness grab him. He plunges deeper. Below. The monks, they had had it wrong. The struggle against the abyss itself isn't the root of suffering. The abyss is a threshold. The root of suffering is failing to walk through the door. Kai exhales and Temple inhales as he sees his new surroundings. Well, this is all jumbled, isn't it? I, I think I could make this a little more... aesthetically soul-searchy. Temple steps onto a green field. He stands on the slope of a shallow crater beside a very familiar boulder. At his feet, trapped beneath a stone, rives a metal monstrosity. Those long, thin arms unfold and retract as it reaches and claws at Temple's feet. Its chest glows with incandescent rage and contorts against the stone prison. Long, thin claws rake wildly. Its uncanny body jerks and spasm in fits of violence. It bellows an impossibly loud metallic shriek. Tortured by its inability to kill, Temple feels the terrible pull of Dark Key drawing him toward this cruel machine. The mask brought him here, to the root of his suffering. He digs in his heels against the torrent of Key, and Temple sits beside Empty One, just out of reach. He breathes with Kite, meditating on this nightmare for a while. This is the trial of the mask, isn't it? All of a sudden, Master Gaman sits down next to Temple. Kinda. It's the trial every being has to undergo. Just a part of being alive. Thanks to your friend up there, you arrived at this place in record time. I only got here a week or two before I died. Ganassi are really amazing, huh? You saw this place too? No, I saw my own special hell. They sit. Time does not exist as they gaze at this monster for a while longer. I don't think I'm strong enough for this, Gaman. 
I can't blame you for thinking that. Look at you. You're terrifying. But every being, not just masters of mercy, has a root of suffering. Even our Ganassi friend carries a terrible weight that makes MT1 here look like a jack-in-the-box. Very often, the root of our suffering is a refusal to accept this life on its own terms. In this case, I think, your suffering stems from your inability to unconditionally love yourself. But if I put on the mask, what will happen to this? This... You? Yes. Me. Will I be released? Hard to say. That's up to you, I think. We trained you to precisely measure your mechanical strength through our martial art. But this fellow doesn't seem to be measuring, does he? I imagine it will be a handful. Hmm. What happens if I fail? What happens if you fail what? Fail to love yourself? Why, you're doing that right now. Hence the trial. Quit catastrophizing and remember the way. You are pointed in the right direction. All you have to do is walk. I'm surprised I need to remind you of these things, Temple. I feel you now. It is myself, Buffet, but alone and strong. A lost realm and hurt within this endless stretch of space. Self-love has been lost to this realm, but it's the only way to fix this, mate. And of course, the peace I am lacking should be near these fellows. I must seek wisdom with this one. I'm wise for everyone else, but when it comes to myself, I draw a blank. Ain't that just the way of it? Normally I'd say take your time, but this campaign of yours does seem to present your trial with a deadline, huh? Well, there are only two mistakes one can make along the road. Not going all the way, and not starting. a boy. If I can figure it out, then so can you. If you don't mind me asking, Master Gaman, what was your trial? I don't mind, Temple, but it looks like your friend is stirring. Upaya can tell you what I saw. Goodbye, my friend. Thank the Ganassi for me. It was nice to get to connect with you again. Isn't this a fenestration in the cosmos? Kite draws a sharp inhale as she returns from her inner space. Temple is drawn up from the abyss beneath the abyss. The Genasi and the Warforged sit across from each other on the floor of the ship. Temple returns his mask to his side, now fully aware of its depths, but no less terrified of MT-1. Pants? I can see you again. Oh, thank God. What happened? Well... You got stomped. (laughs) Where is the creature? Uh, it's taken care of. You murdered it. Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. But then Temple put it back together. Is that what that sheet is? It is still very dead. I say it because it does not resemble Wawa anymore. I don't think I can walk. That's okay, Jigalda. Just relax and interface with the ship. It is strange, because I am not designed to feel pain, but I feel emotions of stress and disappointment. Who is that? Kite's going to open one eye out of her meditation and go, 
Phosphophilian Copernovakite for your ab- observement? Can you see out of that body? Barely. My name is Chigalda. Who gave you that name? A Warforged. Oh. You know, that's perfectly decent. <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> if you injure any of my friends, I will go full cat on your ass. Ew. Jigalda, you can't really do that right now, so just take a little chill pill, <laughs> interface with the ship, and just kind of scan around, see what's going on. Yes, Benz. Well, I think harming people is for brutes only, um, so you won't be finding me doing that. I cannot interface. Oh. You've got to write broken uh, computer chip over there, uh... I might know somebody uh, on Tenebris who would have the refined skills to fix it. Uh, probably without asking questions, because that is a strange little bubble you've got there. Pants goes, you're from Tenebris? Yes. Pants wasn't <laughs> paying attention. It's okay, little one. I know you've got note cards. You'll write it down eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Pants does not like to be patronized. It's awesome. So... <laughs> <laughs> So you can, like, show us around, Tenebris. Oh, definitely. Great. I'm like an all-access pass, actually. We should tell her everything. Mm, no. Uh, I don't know about everything. Um, we can compartmentalize a little bit. Wait. What do you mean by all-access pass? Many places on Tenebris are forbidden. Do you work for the council? I think you need to be more specific about the word work. Red alert. But one little tiny red <laughs> laser goes off. Jigalda, I told you, take a chill pill. That's cute. She thinks I'm scary. <laughs> I wouldn't say scary more as a threat. Um, can you answer a question? What do you mean by? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by? What do you mean by? Well, after my little um humming session, I've decided to believe you. I guess that doesn't... That was quite a political answer. I did not answer your question, did I? Yes. What is your association with the council? I know things. All right, Jon Snow. Would you say you're an informant for the council? If so, our relationship ends here. I'm an informant for myself and myself only. I'm going to insight check. Do it. You can all deception or persuasion. Kite. Fucking bitch. Uh, Torash rolled a 12. I rolled a 17. Torash, you believe Kite. While they might have connections with the council, she is definitely looks out for their her own best interests. Not a dog. Alright, so um, you say you can get us places on Tenebris. Can you get us to a specific location? And I mean, um, we actually are, just need to stay on the outskirts for a little bit uh, before we actually land. Do a little bit of investigating. Are you implying the rings? Do you want to do a bit of ring hopping? Uh, you know, um, it was the first time for everything, so I figure give it a shot. Plus, um, there, are, there, there might be something that we need there. I need something too. I'm really pressed about it, actually. So, huh. yes, I could help you. I plan to help you, especially if you um are claiming that everyone. Wait. Say again, everyone in the universe is at stake. Well, at least everyone in this system. Yes, we got wrapped up in a big mess. 
and we're just trying to clean it up as best we can. So, like, the biggest sigh you could probably ever imagine erupts from her with, again, like, those sparkles just kind of coming out or out of her, and she's just a little bit depressed because it's, well, it's depressing. Sounds depressing. Well, I don't normally do this, but since it seems we're on the same path for the next, you know, few moments in time, I would really like to help you out. No, we would definitely appreciate that, and so would the rest of the universe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Galaxy. In exchange, I guarantee I will make time to speak at your I- emporium. Yes, if anything, I, to be truthfully told, would like to help you to protect my wonderporium. Because if, if that goes, ah, oh, there's no point in me existing anymore, I don't think. We will do what we can. Trash from the seat of the, from the pilot seat is just going to yell back. Um, now, Kite, like I said before, this is something that is of the utmost security. And well, I don't mean this lightly when I say that you cannot speak of this to another, of what we are doing to another soul. Well, I don't, I know we just met, but if you could imply by my question to, uh, Temple, not empty one, not empty one, he said Temple, um, I don't like to talk to people, especially in crowds, um, so you don't really have to worry about that. Hmm. We'll say, we'll just go with the verbal contract, because this is genuinely something that needs to be Hmm. not spoken of, regardless of it is your closest friends, your family, a significant other that you have, this is something that you need to keep in your own brain at your own times. I'll greet. All right. Then we shall continue on with the mission. Clean down the fucking law, Torres. Well, our security officer's down, so... I was just about to say that. Someone's got to do it. Grace isn't there to hold a knife to this person's throat. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to interact with that. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Uh, Torash, uh, can you uh, check the systems and see if the um, cloaking system's still working? Making sure that we can kind of sneak off and see if we can also... Since we're towing... I turned to uh, Kai. I'm like, what's the name of your ship? The Ring Presser. <laughs> All right. Uh, since we're towing the Ring Presser, can we uh, see if we can also cloak that as well? We'll see what I can do. And you all head to the rings. Layers upon layers of rocks, different kinds of metals. Some have blinking lights upon them where small very, very small structures and settlements may have been or once been, but mostly you notice that these rings are plants, power plants of sorts. This is where Tenebris does not want to ruin its environment, so it makes sense to have manufacturing and production. Also, signs. There are signs everywhere with advertisements. This is truly the quote-unquote Hollywood planet of things that you can find on Tenebris's amazing surface and storage storage containers tons and tons of openings as if some of these rocks caught in this gravitational ring around this planet have been hollowed out to keep folks' possessions and as Torash kind of looks down at Fidget Fidget's beak starts to guide as it tunes in with the tracker he weaves throughout showing off impressive piloting skills and eventually 
starts circling one very large rock that has a circle opening that says leaf rights storage units. And that's where the tractor's taking us? So somebody just put the part of a cannon into a storage unit? Basically. <laughs> okay. What it seems like. Kite's, <laughs> Kite's gonna kind of see this and go, is this your storage unit? No, we've never been here before. Nope, it's not ours. Do you know of this person's storage unit? It's not one storage unit. It's a storage unit facility. It's a complex. Oh, oh, it's a name of the storage unit. Gotcha. So yeah, I just, I think I'm just going to mumble to myself like, house, high security indeed. Hmm. I'm like, do you know anything about this, this storage unit uh, that are housed here? Ah, uh, I, yes. Would, would you like to elaborate? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just say the level of my connections uh, all store their stuff here, which is quite high. Hmm. So, are you familiar with how to enter and exit this place? Yeah, we're gonna have to be sneaky. <laughs> that works out. How good is the uh, the cloaking of the ship? I don't really understand. The plus ten to any stealth roll. <sighs> Can you cast Pass Without Trace on an entire ship? How big is Pass Without Trace? Thirty. You can pa- you can definitely cast it on a shuttlecraft, which this ship has. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to suggest that we uh, go even further into incognito, because there's no way you all you would have the uh, passage to get into this situation. Oh, I got an idea. Okay, what's your idea? I can get in one of my spacesuits and cast invisibility on me, and just float right into the storage. <laughs> Stay on the outside of the pod in case it's a small pod. Oh. It's a shuttle. It can fit all of you. It's a shuttle. Okay. It's a shuttle? Okay, cool. I wasn't sure if it was like an escape pod for like three people. Like, and I needed to stand outside. It's a 30-foot shuttle. Yeah, I think we're going to have to leave Grayson on the ship and go do this. <laughs> um, I think we need to come up with a plan first, but... Because <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't even know where uh, this is going to be. Um, is there perhaps a front office we could go to? And- a front office? No, 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 no. No? A fancy place like this doesn't have an administrator we could speak to? Not for a ragtag, oblong-shaped people like you. No, they will turn Whoa, you right at who, the door. Who are you, who are you calling oblong? Like, Listen, um, this planet is about <laughs> refinement, which none of you seem to have. Well, aside from Temple. He looks down, he's covered in frog shit. Pants <laughs> <laughs> is like, you could see his jealous jealousy on him. He's like, this, this bitch. Well, perhaps if there was a front office, I could go and draw their attention while the shuttle sneaks in behind. Well, you and I could, you'd need me. You and I could go and I could maybe convey that you're a guest of mine, but they would definitely. Jalada interrupts. Why are you all not asking the one who has died and come back, the master of stealth? Six. I thought you were going to say yourself. <laughs> the master of death. <laughs> the arbiter of shadows. The robo kitty who is now in pieces. Yeah, I, I imagine we're all just kind of like stroking our chins and spitballing yeah, ideas. Like Meanwhile, Six is like flipping her darkness dagger. Yeah, flipping her dagger. <laughs> we know exactly which storage unit it is. 
Nope. You know, it's this facility. Valen's going to turn to six and be like, um... I'm sure you've gotten in and out of places uh, higher security than this um, with less than we have to go on. You got any ideas? (laughs) Uh, We could always blow something up and cause a distraction. Please don't. (laughs) (laughs) Does anybody have any kind of spell where we could like try and detect where it was? I have detect item. I've used identify in a way where I attached something, I made it out into an arrow, try and identify where a magic was coming from. I have locate object, but I have to know about the object, which you all re- are refusing to do. Hmm. Is there a way that we could inform her without giving her all of our secrets? We have the rough shape and size of the thingy. Doesn't need to know about the other chunks of it. Do you have an image of it? It's the bulkhead connector, right? Yeah, could we just show her what it looks like without explaining to her what it does, and then she could... Yeah, let's do that. I feel like we all just kind of huddled with Kite standing off yeah. to the side. Wait there, creepy eyes. <laughs> well, like one, well, one, one second, one second, Kite. And we kind of like... And then we kind of like, like take turns kind of peeking we, over. We, we kind of huddle. All right, well, we can, we can like show her the picture, right? Like, yeah, because does, it, does Temple do? have the projection, like the ability to project it and show her what it looks like, and then she could uh, identify I, what it if is? If I push the button and a thing shows all the rest of it, I, I can't do anything about that. I don't know how this thing works. <laughs> I mean, the pants, do you have a picture of it? Maybe a drawing that we might be able to use? That's a good idea. Draw picture pants. Why won't the holograph thing just work? Temple, I just, for God's sake, just push. Here, you you do it. You do it. He holds his hand out. Like, like, like in a circle, but you know, Grace's perception's so fucking high that he's, he fucking knows exactly what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he's out. <laughs> Even when he's sleeping, or like, God damn it. His passive perception's <laughs> so fucking high that he Is knows. there someone dead over there? What's, what? No, he's There's not, another he's person? He's not dead. He's, he's sleeping. He's, he got his shit rocked, so. I know about rock and shit. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's get her a picture. Let's leave out the details. Let's have her cast identify object, find out where it is, and then we can more centralize exactly where we want our break-in to be. I'll do what I can to dismantle their security system, and then we'll figure out what else I need to break into closer to where the object's at. That sounds good. So we hand Grace in a piece of paper and a pencil. He really quickly, roughly, almost fantastically draws the bulkhead connector and then just like passes out again. Pants is <laughs> like, what's what's wrong with Grayson? Why is he just lying there? He got bonked in the head really hard. He got hit with a CO2 fiber. Weighs almost 1,500 pounds, Pants. How is he still alive? Because he is a dragon rider. Bonk proof. Wow. (laughs) Fidget, take a scan of Grayson while he's out. Can I just play him as a dragon rider and still get those abilities? Jesus. Like, fuck. I had to get him out of the fucking episode. Shut up. (laughs) While he's out, let's take advantage. (laughs) Hey, yo. Fidget just, like, directs attention to Grayson and just starts scanning him. Easy there, pants. Put that probe away, Fidget. (laughs) All the scans. Well, it sounds like we have our plan. Okay, Val's gonna walk, grab the paper from Grayson and uh, and show it uh, to Kite and be like, uh, "Can you identify? Can you find objects based on pictures?" 
I have done that before. I mean, textbooks, you know, that's how I've done it. We're, lo- we're looking for this. Okay, I want to do, uh... I'm so jealous of you right now. The only a- a- accent I can't do is Australian. Arnar, Clear. Arnar! I'm going to do an insight check. On all of us, or? No, 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 on the paper, because I want to oh, see okay. if I okay. can, like... Because you guys are not telling me information, and nothing ticks this character off more than hiding things. Not being in the know. I rolled a 19... Plus seven. Jesus oh my Christ. god, 26. Yeah. 26. We failed. 100%. <laughs> and I'm like, ow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her her posture just goes up. She's like, hmm. Oh, yes. Yes, let's go. <laughs> let's go now. I, I, I take it you recognize this this image? I don't recognize shit, robot. <laughs> let's get going now. <laughs> She's a little bit ticked off. <laughs> So, what does your magic look like, Kite, as you try to hone in on this? Yeah, so she is holding the paper, and her eyes um, kind of start to look like the geodes that they are might be forming a little bit more, and she lifts off the ground just a little bit more of that, like, comedy sparkle dust plasma comes off of her. Um, and then with a little like puff of dust, um, she sets back down and goes, "All right, I know where it is." How should we approach? With stealth. <laughs> and that is where we're gonna end the episode. Nice. Good shit. Thank you so much, Mika, for joining Yay. us on this episode of the Dungeon Boys Stardust Echoes. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. Did you have fun? I now did. Now you know how shitty it is when we play and how much editing just helps everything. <laughs> I cannot imagine, Justine. I'm like, I don't know if she does this. Oh my God. No, I'm teasing you. There's a reason I cut out like three hours of actual playtime. It's so, it's so refreshing because I've just done DMing for the past two years and it's like, oh. Fun to play. Yeah, thanks for playing with us. And you folks, thanks for listening and enjoying this episode of Stardust Echoes. We're grateful for each and every one of you and grateful for your laughs and your listens and uh, everything in between. We hope that, as always, all your space travels this week and next are safe. Toodaloo!